are live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Saturday Morning D&D Show. I am Jordan, and I am joined. Uh, the pH is silent. I got I got harassed a little bit for not saying that. They're like, but wait, what about the pH? So my name is Jordan. Stay the pH brand. is silent. <laughs> um, and I am joined by my co-host, uh, Sir Lucian. Say hello. Hello, everybody out there. Welcome back on a Saturday morning. Yeah, and we are just a couple of guys that talk about D&D, and we have lots to talk about because lots of stuff happened this week. Um, crazy so, week. Yeah, it's crazy week. So I guess the big thing is um, a new book was announced, Morden, Morden yes. Kanan's Tome of Beasts, or Foes, <laughs> not Tome of Beasts because that's uh, the Kobold Press book, but right. Morden Kanan's <laughs> Tome of Foes, which is going to be a mouthful to say and lots of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think this book is, Lucian? Well, over on Penguin Random House Retail, where they already have the book up as if they're selling it, the, here's the blurb. Let me read the blurb. And I just want to commend uh, Jordan here. We're, we're leading with the big news of the week, so we're not making you guys wait to the end oh, of the yeah. show. So <laughs> give us props for that. But um, it says, Discover the truth about the great conflicts of the D&D multiverse in the supplement for the world's greatest role-playing game. I'll put a note in here. This is on a website. I, it looks authentic. It looks like it's a real place you can buy the book or pre-order the book, but it could be fake too. It could, they could be fooling me, but this is what they have. So discover the truth about the great conflicts. Um, the tome is built on the writings of the renowned wizard from the world of Greyhawk. That's crazy. Yeah. That's not even a forgotten. Everything's been forgotten realms at this point. Right. For 5e of Greyhawk gathered over a lifetime of research and scholarship in his travels to other realms other planes of existence are they tying into your whole video series like they went to jordan there's like i watched your video series so now we're gonna do a book so massive knowledge yeah (laughs) Yeah. um so musings on the endless wars of the multiverse book contains game statistics for dozens of monsters new demons and devils several varieties of elves and duragar and a vast array of other creatures from throughout the plane of existence it's Um, yeah yeah it sounds kind of like Volo's Guide to Monsters, and it's going to mm-hmm. be like half monsters, half like lore. Um, this time, the monsters will be devils and demons, and the lore will be about like the planes of existence that they live on, as opposed yeah. to like in uh, Volo's Guide to Monsters, it was like let's do an in-depth thing on beholders and an in-depth thing on illithids and stuff. So yeah. it kind of feels like it's going to be like that. Um, I don't know. How do you? In the history of D and D, they used to they used to just very sp- specifically target um, players or DMs. So like this book was for a player, and this book was for a DM. And you knew that you knew like, oh, I'm a DM, I'm going to need Monster Manual two, and it was called Monster Manual two. Or I'm a player, I'm going to need Player's Handbook two. Um, and now they've kind of been mixing the two, which I'm wondering if it is a strategy to get more people to DM. Because it's like, oh, well, I bought this tome of, we'll say, uh, Volo's Guide to Monsters. I bought that because it has statistics for playing um, lizard folk or tritons or things like that. But now I also have all these monsters that I could be like, hey, if I ran a game, I already have the book. And that's what this kind of feels like. Like it's going to have maybe some player stuff, but also monsters. And it'll be a mix to maybe encourage people to be DMs. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, and I think it's it, economically it makes sense, right? Because if you if you put a player book out that's mm-hmm. player focused, all of your community will try to buy that book. If I put a DM, there's only one DM for every 4 to 5 
to six players. So right. you're only targeting one fifth fish of your group. So one of your books probably might not sell as good as the other one. If yeah. it doesn't have stuff that everybody can. So I bet it's a conscious move on their part to make sure every book has an offering or a reason for any fan of the game, any player, yeah. DM, whatever to buy. And I think that it just kind of makes sense. And they're, I, I heard on their, one of their podcasts, they're releasing less content than they used to. Yep. So they've also made a conscious effort to not release as many books as they normally do. <laughs> But I think they're making sure that everybody would want to buy the books they do release. So. And that was that was in the live stream too, which uh, we yeah. were talking earlier, and you watched where they said like the they're they're they are they're just making less books, but they're making those books more quality is kind of the idea. So it's yeah. quality over quantity, um, which is I, I totally understand the like three point five fourth edition era now where they were they were pumping out so many books and now that I'm entrenched in D and D I would love to see more books like I want more stuff to digest but we're kind of yeah. getting that with Unearthed Arcana and it is really cool when they do release something it's almost like Christmas like it's this big special thing of like oh hey um, you get you know two to three books a year rather than five to six books a year but those books that do come out are really awesome and it'll take you, you know, four or five months to digest stuff. Like I'm still building characters with Xanathar's guide to everything. Like it's not old yet by any means, yeah. you know? Yeah. I played one on Friday night. Oh yeah. <laughs> <The> Shadow Sorcerer. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one other tidbit that I got from that, that stream before we move off, it was, uh, they said the next UA article should be out. I want to say the second Monday of, I think he meant February. Yeah. So probably not um, this Monday, but the next Monday we should see something either from Jeremy or Mike Merles. They both wrote up an article. They haven't decided which one's going up, but we should see one on the next Monday after this one coming up, and we'll have something to talk about from the new right. article. That's related too, so. to Tome of Foes. I bet it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I bet. it's got to be. So. so no, I mean, I'm excited for a new book. Uh, I'm excited for monsters. Although now that I own Tome of Beasts, I feel like I have more monsters than I'll ever be able to use. But it's always fun to flip through and read. And and obviously, I mean, Forgotten Realms Explained, I love the lore. So it's going to be a mm. lot of fun. So we'll see. Um, yeah. The Planes of Existence are cool. They were teasing it in in the Dragon Talk podcast as well, where mm. they've been talking about Sigil and um the blood war which is the war between the demons and the devils um and some other like planes of exist like mechanists they had a whole thing about Mod modrons and stuff so i'm yeah. wondering if this is going to propel us into the next um storyline adventure you know because there yeah, were yeah, a lot yeah. of monsters in volo's guide to monsters that kind of were pertinent in uh tomb of annihilation and so mm -hmm. this could be the like precursor for some planner adventure that they're happening, which I would be excited about if we finally had an adventure that didn't start you at level one. Like it would be really cool. Ooh. And I know Tomb of Annihilation said you could start at level five or level nine, but then you don't get to play the whole adventure if you start at those later levels. You get to kind of start like here's the level five area. Here's the level nine area. But mm -hmm. I was, I'm like, if it's a planner adventure, like it would make sense that you start maybe at level seven or level five. And that's, and if you wanted to start at level one, Hey, we've got these older adventures for you to check out, you know, like this yeah. one's going to be different. So high level stuff would be kind of cool mm -hmm. to like take your characters from five to 15 as opposed to one to 10. So yeah. And just to see fifth editions take on, cause all the information we have on 
the planes, like all the stuff you've been sharing and stuff you've gotten from a lot of resources, but it's a lot of the older resources. We haven't quite mm -hmm. seen what is the fifth edition take on the planes as much. So this might be the year where we see that this might yeah. be where they expand that out. Um, do we get into spell jammer? <gasps> do we get into <laughs> other worlds like the Greyhawk world, Eberron, you know, any of these other, the bringing in more of the multiverse because they've got the dark sun, they've yeah. got all kinds of things they can, they can reach into, are they going to start doing it? Do they feel like, do we feel like Forgotten Realms is tapped at this point and they're, yeah. they're starting to move? Who knows what's going to happen here? So I'm hoping for more stuff because it's more stuff to throw at my players. It's yeah. And it'll be stuff they've never seen, right? Yeah. Is what I'm hoping. That's what I liked about Volos. I was able to throw some stuff at even veteran players. They're like, what? What is that? You know, I'm like, haha, I gotcha. You haven't read this Marster Manual yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. I, I don't know. I... I was reading on Reddit and they were saying that um, Wizards of the Coast, Watsky has been, or Watsky has been um, dropping lots of hints about Eberron. I didn't see it. Like I was, I was mm -hmm. going through kind of like, and on this thing they mentioned Eberron and here they mentioned Eberron. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that, mm, I don't know if those are hints so much as they just know they own those properties and they could bring them back at some point. But I did a poll on Facebook to see if anybody would be interested in, if I if I made two lore videos a week, which is still a ways off because I'm busy, but if I if I did hypothetically, what's another campaign setting you'd like me to to talk about? And um, overwhelmingly, it was Eberron with Dark Sun being a close second. So I was just like, I guess that's the next popular setting, and and yeah, there's Wizards of the Coast probably knows that that's pop popular, and if they want to bring mm -hmm. it back, it'd be really cool. So I think it'd be cool. Yeah, my vote would be that. That'd be pretty cool, and it's got the steampunk kind of thing brought into it. It fits in their wheelhouse as far as because of Magic the Gathering and the planes that they have that are very similar to that Eberron kind of style. Right. I know everybody wants Warforged to get into the game. They talked about that a little bit on the stream. So it was all, you know, those are all pretty good things. And we've got a whole year of great more releases. They just, at the end of that, they said they have their four years already planned out of what they're doing. So it's like, we're getting plenty of content for the next four yeah. years. They're really going to, you know, give us all the great stuff that we want. So Which I'm also makes me happy because I, I doubt with the popularity of fifth edition, they're, they're planning on sixth edition, you know, like we were, I think I was either talking to you or somebody else. I can't remember now. Sorry. But mm -hmm. we were talking about, um, you know, it's this cycle of like every, every five to six years they seem to make a new new dungeons and dragons or maybe it's a little longer than that and we're coming up on like five or six years but it the train doesn't seem to be slowing down so i doubt they're going to be like yeah. we could be making more content for this already popular game um so we'll see yeah yeah but. sixth edition in my what's my prediction god we've got to be another four years away before they're even thinking about really? maybe they're working on it just in case not to be behind the ball but as far as when they might want to try to release it, I bet we're still four years into working fifth edition because it's just been so good for them. And Seabiscuit just said in the chat that Merle said that they're not halfway done with 5e. So that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet it's a 10, it might be a 10 year span on that. But you got to be careful too because sometimes you know how how trends can change in a moment's notice. You can rise, you, you know, sometimes it's a flash, right? So it happens right. all of a sudden, and then it, it goes away all of a sudden, too. So I bet they ride that wave as long as they can. And right now, 5e's on top. I mean, it's it's super popular with a lot of gamers right now. So speaking of 5e, what did you do in games this week? 
Were you busy? It might be easier <laughs> if you ask me what I didn't do. <laughs> On Wednesday, I didn't play a game. Oh, well, there go you go. Through. So, yeah. So, Storm King's Thunder, we did our Monday and Thursday, um, mm-hmm. two groups that we had split. We tried the experiment of splitting two groups. Finally decided it's time to bring them back together and get them back to um, playing. And so they went through the Oracle, which was great. They had a great session. No combat, just all role play out talking to an Oracle. If you ever do a episode where you're going to have your players talking to an Oracle or some massive being that's supposed to give them information, realize it's going to take them longer than you anticipate because right. players are always about asking lots of questions and Sometimes in your head, you're thinking, oh, they're going to ask this one question, we'll move on. And it'd be like two hours later, and they haven't asked that question that you thought, I thought for sure they would ask this question, and they haven't asked it yet. You never can tell what they're going to do. So be, or, or be vice ready versa. For that. I've had that where I'm like, oh, this is going to take, like, this puzzle or this riddle is going to take X amount of time, and they solve it like that. And it's yeah. just like, ah. Uh. <laughs> yep, be, be ready. <laughs> so that was good. We brought Thursday crew. I'm going to jump in my week yeah. ahead a little bit. So they um, they finished a small little dungeon delve. They got to fight a chimera today or on Thursday. So that was kind of cool. That some of them cool. knew what it was. Some didn't know. Um, That's the multi-headed beast, right? Yeah, With the dragon. Snake tail. Lion and Goat? ram. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, well, yeah, it looked like a ram's head in the right. picture I was using. But, yeah, lion body. Yeah. Um, could fly. Had some cool stuff. Had fire breath from the dragon. Pretty mean, pretty pretty cool thing. It did take them the whole session to sneak through the cave because they were extra cautious on moving. So we went a long time on that. But both groups are coming back together. And not this Monday, but next Monday, both groups are coming back together, and they will be playing every week from then on instead of every other week. We switched to an every other week to try out that, too. Okay. My experiment of running every week versus every other week, there's pros and cons to both. So mm-hmm. if you're going to do that for your game, every week, from my opinion and what I've been running and my experiment over the last now two months, has been every week the players are able to remember what happened in the last session better and they seem to be a little bit more engaged. The problem is it's hard for everybody to schedule every single week. Yeah. So you end up having players miss more. The every other week I was having a better attendance rate, but they weren't bringing their brains. Like they weren't remembering <laughs> anything. They were like, I don't remember what we were yeah. doing. Where you were lose we? the feel. <laughs> You lose the momentum. You lose the urgency from whatever session. Two weeks is too long to keep the hype up of, oh, we're right on the cliffhanger Mm -hmm. and we could die. Who knows? But by two weeks, it's just like that excitement is kind of over. So kind of a downside. So your attendance is up, but your player engagement is tougher. Yeah. um, Versus every week, player engagement is great but your attendance can suffer. So you're playing games where you don't have certain players. So pros and cons, whatever you like in your, in your sessions, you know, do it how you like to do it. Um, that's just coming from what I did. So yeah. What and I know we do? my, yeah, my home game, like if we just don't have somebody, we don't play. So it kind of turns into a biweekly game just because people get busy and like this Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. So we're not going to be able to play, um, because everybody's excited for football. So it happens. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Tuesday night went fantastic. I did not die. So that was Oh, yeah. You're, what's your new character then? Because this is <laughs> the unveiled. Adventure League yep. rules, right? Yep. Yep. So I, I created a barbarian. 
Sweet. Uh, variant human, so I could get the feet. I went dual wielding. And then uh, we made second level in the session, which was cool. Um, by third, I will be choosing the Storm Herald Barbarian out of Xanathar's Guide. So I'm going to get to play that. Um, it looks like it's a fun character. I got beat up. I'm a meat sponge, like I should be. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a really good fight. I don't remember what the char- creature was. It was a leopard body with five or six snakes heads all over it. And I oh, forgot what yeah. he called it. Um, um, I was going to look it up. But I, I have a mini of it because I bought a bunch of those minis from WizKids. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it either. I think yeah, it's so in got- Volos. <laughs> yeah, we got attacked by that. We beat that. And then we got attacked by um, tribal goblins. Camadan. In Camadan. There you go. Who got that for us? Seabiscuit, you win a prize. Some, some prize <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> Gold star. We'll give you that. Um, so we fought that. I'd never, I had never seen one. Here, here it is. DM runs a bunch yeah. of games. There was something I didn't even know, right? So that's great. That's, that's what you want. Um, so that was fun. Nobody died. Um, and we got through it. Adventures League. I think that group is having a lot of fun. Uh, that's on Anaris's channel. He's uh, doing a really good job DMing that. So that's been good. And then off of, out of the blue, uh, me and Jordan got invited uh, to yeah. join the D&D Legends podcast. Um, my schedule worked out. Uh, Jordan's super more busy than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I went over there on Friday and I, I whipped up a character on Thursday and uh, I wanted. To, I decided to do a shadow sorcerer. Nice. And yes, of course, I spent like seven hours agonizing over what cantrips I should take and what spells because <laughs> that's all I ever do. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the fun of I making a new that. character <laughs> and then having yeah. them die and just be like, "Well, there was yeah. six hours gone." <laughs> yeah, I was doing. I was trying to do a theme for the character that was because he's a dark elf. That was a lot about illusion stuff and a lot about when he gets in trouble. He's a sorcerer, and he immediately casts darkness around him so that he can't see, and he can see out of it. And then I was like, oh, and I took altered being so that he could then turn himself into what looked like a nightmare with claws. And so it was like this nightmare with claws in this dark cloud that moves around trying to attack people. That mm-hmm. was my my mental image of that. But That's awesome. The game went really well, and it, uh, they were fun to play with. Um, those are a great group of people. Uh, I think that's going to go up on a Wednesday after they do all the cutting. So we, mm-hmm. I think they record on Fridays and then they, yeah. they put it out on. Wednesday. Yeah, and so I'll I'll put a link in the Legends. YouTube description. Um, yeah. If you're watching this on YouTube, that has a link to the D and D Legends website, um, and they've got their podcast there. But they also have an interview with me because they wanted to do an interview, and I've I was like, you want to interview me? Like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm nothing special, but. Um, the the interview went really well and that's on their website too so if you need more jordan in your life <laughs> yeah yeah we all do i mean come on. <laughs> um and that was my friday here we are on saturday and i just wanted to say for the last thing uh we, i wanted to do on the first shows we have of the month um if i get any subscribers starting now um i'm going to go ahead and contact them after the show and what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and have you play in one of our one shots. You can play in one that is broadcast or you can play in one that's not. It'll be your choice. And I'll bring together some of our players that you've seen in our games and you'll get to sit down and play some D&D 5e with us. So hopefully cool. if you miss out this this month, uh, no biggie. I'm going to try to do it on the first show of the month to, to really pay back to all our viewers and, and fans out there to, to get that because we always hear 
we want to play a game with you. That's always the biggest thing right. anybody hears about, like, oh, I'd love to be able to play with you guys. And so I definitely want to make sure we, we have that opportunity out there at some point. So, But that was my long-winded week in Dungeons & Dragons. What was Jordan's week in Dungeons & Dragons? Oh, man. So I had my game on Sunday, and this is picking up uh, after – tomb of horrors so where we went back to playing our, our game where they're like lost in the desert and they were running around looking in um some ruins like a an old yeah just like a ruined fortress um and they kind of called the bluff of one of my npcs i had this npc that was luring them down there to basically soften them up with monsters and then she was going to attack them and try to like take their money and eat them and stuff because um, it turns out she's a werejackal uh, but they called her bluff cause they're just like, what are you, you're not helping us fight at all. And they, they ended up, uh, calling her out and she had to transform immediately. Um, so that was a fight that I was like, okay, we're in a room and it's literally five players versus one, one creature. Like the fight is going to be so one sided, um, that I needed to figure out a way to make it more challenging. So I looked mm-hmm. through Tome of Beasts and I found a really great ooze monster and I found some clockwork beetles. So I had her at the beginning of the fight pull um, pull like a string out of her jacket and all these beetles just like flew out of her jacket. So now we have this like cloud of beetles that is damaging people if they're standing in it. And then I had her throw this like vial of uh, this potion that she had. And it cracked on the ground and a sludge monster erupted out of that. So all of a sudden I I turned like an easy fight into a pretty hard encounter, which I thought was clever and fun. Um, Now was that like last week you had mentioned you were going to do zombies and you wanted them to have to fight through a bunch of zombies. So you were trying to figure out how to handle a group of zombies or did you, did you switch it to then be the beetles and the ooze? No, Instead, different or are fight. you still going to do the Zimba? Oh, you're still going to do the yeah, zombie thing. Yeah, still okay, going to okay. do the zombies at some point. Um, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to figure out a good time to do that, but I, I get ideas where I'm like, I really want my players to do this, and then I try to like move the the story around it because I'm like, that's really cool. Like, well, I want you guys to fight like 200 zombies. How would that look? Um, yeah. So I haven't figured that one out yet. But they they <laughs> mopped her up, and then they kind of went through the rest of the tomb and and uh, found some funny stuff. There was a, a treasure chest that was guarded by two robots, um, and they had uh, they were really silly because these robots. I knew that the robots' CR rating was super weak, but they were just like, "Well, we could either fight it or we could try and trick them." So they went back and they found some old armor and they donned themselves in armor and they came back pretending to be a general. And they're just like, "Oh, robots! Like we're in charge of you." And I had them roll like a bluff check, and the robots failed. So they were just like, "Oh, yes, of course, general." Um, so that was really funny as they were, and it was literally that joke of let's put the halfling on top of the gnome, so that it's like one person in a trench coat, and that's mm. what it was because she had the highest deception, so she wanted to be the person <laughs> that was deceiving. But she's like, "But I want to be like a tall general." So they stacked the halfling on top of a gnome. And it was, it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they fought some zombies and that was it. And now they're going to leave this ruined area because Camilla, the ja- were jackal turned out to be evil. So they're going to leave that and probably keep exploring the desert. So I have my like desert random encounter table that I've created and I'll roll on that. And that's kind of where we'll go. So. Yeah. I and, like that thing that you're talking about too. When, when the players come up with something creative, even yeah. if it's a tiny bit far-fetched, 
as a DM, I really think letting them do that because that's the thing they're going to yeah. take away from the session more than they killed six of your zombies that you put in front of them. Right. More than any of the other pieces, they're going to remember that piece. Um, uh, Braden did a really good job of letting his characters on Friday night come up with some crazy ideas and just like, sure, yeah, let's run with that because it yeah. just sounds fun. And so that's a good thing to take away is let them have those moments because those are the things that they're going to remember and that's what's going to bring them back to the, to the table. Yeah. And I, I'm forgetting with published adventures, I feel like I can't improv as much, but with this one, I'm like, I was just making stuff up on the fly. So they, they found a body and they're like, well, what is on this body? And I'm like, uh, and then I just thought, I'm like, there's some like military medals and they're just like, oh, and so that's where they got the idea that this must be a general and they were going to like wear his, his outfit and with the medals and stuff to like, look like a general to see if they could bluff the robots. And because I didn't have any of that planned, I could just let it happen. And I was like, oh, no, this is a great idea. Like, why don't you go ahead and do that? Um, yeah. And that's another good point because, like, I've been experimenting with module play, homebrew play, mm-hmm. a mixture of play. But remember that in reality, just because it's a module, you should still be improvising. And I forget that yeah. every single time. I try to stick to what it says to do, and I get flustered when they're not doing what I what the module says they're their choices are. And I just have to remember, remind myself, just throw stuff in that, you know, just make it up as you go, mm-hmm. make it memorable and just keep the story moving. So that's a good point to bring up. Yeah. And then I went back to adventures league, um, at my local gaming store. And this is the first time that I've run into, uh, a problem player. Like, and I, I was, I was thinking, I'm like, man, I'm really lucky to have the players that I have. Um, because, if I had this guy at my table, I would have just kicked him out. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? He was super combative. He was like, well, I'm a rogue, and he wanted to be like a lawful evil rogue, but lawful evil is the only alignment that they'll, they won't let you be neutral evil or chaotic evil in Adventures League. So mm-hmm. he got to his, he's trying to be chaotic evil because he wants to like be sinister and weird or whatever. Um, but we were just like, Hey, the King wants us to go check out this mill that they're, that the enemy's going to set on fire. Let's go over there. And he's like, well, I need money to do that. Otherwise I'm not going to do it. And I could see the DM just looking at him being like, really, really? (laughs) But the DM like placated him. Like he totally was like, okay, I'll, I'll give you like 12 silver and all this other stuff. He's like, okay, well then I'll go. And in my mind, I'm just like, don't reward him. Like if he walks out because he doesn't want to join us, he doesn't join us. The, the, because there were six players, I'm like, the five of us will just go and and you'll lower the difficulty if you have to. Like, make Mm -hmm. sure that guy knows that if he doesn't want to participate, don't let him participate. And then we get there and we, um, our whole mission was to find one of these guys and take him back as a prisoner so they could ask him questions. So I, I was a bard, level one bard, and I cast sleep and I ended up putting one guy asleep. So we like roped him up And then that same guy, that same idiot (laughs) was just like, well, I don't want to go exploring because I don't want to get hurt. So I'm just going to guard this guy. And we're trying to explain to him, like, he's asleep. He's roped. He's tied up with rope. He doesn't need to be guarded. Like, he'll be here when we get back. We need you inside in case we get ambushed. But he refused. And so because he refused, his friend refused to come with as well. So now we have we've split the party. And we're just like, and I was like, I was so irritated. I'm just like, fine, whatever. We're going in. I go in, <laughs> turns out we're ambushed. My character like falls unconscious because he got stabbed with a knife. And I'm just like, oh, great. The cleric goes down. So now there's 
two people left that are hollering like come help us come help us and eventually they're just like oh fine i guess we'll come in and and help and they did and they came in and like mopped up the rest and then um shoved a healing potion down the cleric's throat and the cleric healed me and brought me back but i was like man you're really ruining this experience for me <laughs> right, like, right. i i was really like be a team player and it even says that in the adventures league rules because i'm sure they've come across this a lot like you kind of have to want to be an adventurer you can't just be this person that does all this other stuff and and or go, go decides to go and do your own thing because you want attention and that's kind of what it felt like so yeah. i don't know it was it was i got my a heavy dose of that and after afterwards the game I talked to another guy that was at the table who was kind of shooting me looks. He was just like, what's going on with this table? And I'm like, yeah, I know. And I told him, I'm like, thank you for being uh, sane at that insane table. And he just like sighed and rolled his eyes. He's like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to play with that guy anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think um, we've gotten spoiled um, because you'll hear us talk about it a lot. All the great people we're playing with, all the great people I've been meeting over the last two years have been really good. But there are still awkward players out there. And I think they have an idea in their head that seems totally legitimate to them, but doesn't, maybe they do real, some probably will realize it, but some are probably ignorant. The idea that you're annoying everybody else by doing it, right? Yeah. And some do it because they know it, some don't. But it's so weird. You're the DM and you're, you're faced with that. What's funny to me is I could understand if I was at the table being irritated just like you were, mm-hmm. but sitting back and hearing the story, I was laughing because I was like, that sounds like a typical adventuring party where they came together, they have no actual bonds or ties, right? and of course it's going to fall apart in a dungeon, right? Because you guys met each other a day ago. You yeah. know? And, like <laughs> if you're thinking of it as a real show, as real life, of course these people are not going to, yeah. you know, but you don't get that in your home games because everybody's like, I run in and I jump to try to be the hero and, and save my friend because my right. friend is really my friend and my character is also a yeah. friend. You know? so it's like, and I think that so was the major thing because when he didn't want to do thing, his real life friend at the table was like, well, I won't do it either. And so I'm just like, no, you guys, like we're all in this together. Like you need to focus. And so, yeah. Oh, it was, it was a learning experience, I think. (laughs) And so, and I, I just was reaffirmed how lucky I am with my home players, you know? Um, But again, like Dean adventures league is a good place to find people that you want to play with. And like the guy that was next to me who we were both kind of rolling our eyes at what was happening. I'm just like, but he was great. And he was, mm-hmm. he was trying to combat the craziness of this other player by being like, no, we're going to go help. Like, you should join us. And so coming away from the table, I definitely would go up to that guy and be like, hey, do you want to play in my game? Because yeah. you're sane. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or, and it's also the idea of we all have play styles that we like. Mm-hmm. And we want to find other players that enjoy that same style because then we'll, we know we'll make a good fit. Yeah. There are other styles that maybe will irritate us or we won't like. So if we try to play a, a year long campaign with two people that have a very different idea of what's fun, somebody's not coming out of that happy, right. you know, somehow, some way. So I just, yeah, I felt so it. bad yeah. for that DM. Cause he was just <laughs> looking at that guy being like, how the heck do I make sure he goes on? Cause his job is to make sure everyone's having fun. And it's a little more difficult with adventures league, I think, because you just don't know the people, you know, and, 
He wants everyone to have a good time. And that guy's not going to have a good time or want to come back if you just said, okay, you walk off and you don't join the rest of us and the rest of us have a lot of fun and go on a grand adventure, but you don't, which is immediately what I would have done. But yeah. So yeah, it was. That's so, the so only a mixed bag so far yeah. for you for Adventures League. Yeah, some I had a good, pretty good first so first night, and right. then this night I just was at the wrong table. And so next week, I'm wondering if I can get there at the right time. Like if I show up way too early or show up way too late, I might be able to get on into one of the other tables that doesn't have that guy. Um, mm-hmm. And but I'm level one, and I think the I think the other major table they're level five, so it kind of makes sense that I don't play at their table. But yeah, yeah. But I like my little bard. He's fun. Putting people to sleep, <laughs> stabbing with a rapier. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so now are you going to have a game on Sunday? Uh, no, because it's the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. We yeah, might yeah, yeah. have a game tonight. Um, I put it out to our little Facebook group that, of my players, and I said, do you guys want to switch to Saturday? Did you stream it yet? Are we going to see it yet? <laughs> I don't have cameras, oh, right. but uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I need to – because I remember when uh, – Matt Colville started streaming. He got this whole like PVC pipe setup of oh webcams and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, that's kind of what I need. Cause I keep looking over at my big table, but I've got this huge table and I don't know, like just getting audio and stuff. I don't know. No. Yeah, so short answer. No, but yeah, he's, he's a good example of he's not going to wait until he's perfected it. He's going to try stuff even though it's not perfect yet so he can get it to be perfect. You right. Know what I mean, so it's that idea that we are always telling new DMS and GMs that don't feel like you have to do a year long prep before you can run your game, get into it, oh, start yeah. running it. You can make it better as you go and you can improve the things as you learn, whether it's better music for people or the best snacks, if they're at your mm-hmm. table or learning more about roll 20 than you knew before, but don't let that be a hindrance to you starting your game. And that's kind of what, Colville is like, I'm going to stream my games, but I'm going to put this thing up now. It's not going to be great. It's not perfect. Yeah. But we need to see. We need to work out what's going on, and then he's going to get it better and better. I can't wait. We're, this year, he's supposed to be streaming his game pretty soon. So Cool. I can't wait to see it. Do you want to do some questions out of the yeah. stream before we cut out? Yeah, we can do some questions. We'll see if so I have the any answers. first <laughs> one, yeah. The first one I saw uh, was from, I'm going to say, usebad9 asked, uh, any ideas for my players to create some more background for their characters? They're brand new in D&D, which is awesome. New players are always great. And they are now level three. They know next to nothing about Forgotten Realms lore. That's and probably a good I would thing. say <laughs> is have them watch Jordan's video. But oh. what would Jordan say about helping their players so it, are get some we, more background? Are we talking about the actual background that you're taking or... Like, do you want to make new backgrounds? But they're level three, so I guess they've already taken their background. But yeah, and they can't change it. I'm thinking he's talking about so they have more knowledge about the world they're playing the world they're without in. just doing like a, a lore dump during the session. Right. Um, I think emails could work. Like uh, asking them at the table what kind of direction they want to go. And then if you have the Forgotten Realms knowledge or if you're you're setting it in the Forgotten Realms you could definitely do some email lore dump, like send it out to them and just be like, here's, here's some information on the Harpers or the Emerald Enclave, the various organizations. And maybe you could be part of one of those. Um, otherwise, yeah, have them, have them watch some of my videos. But honestly, I guess the, what I, what I would most recommend is have them create it. Like ask them, like, 
do you want to be part of an assassin's guild? Like, do you want to be part of a spy network? Do you want to be part of a wizard's like enclave or something? What would that be called? Where do you think that would work? You know, like players can be creative and you start asking them questions and they have to have answers to it. And so they'll come back with, with like, I don't know. And then, throw the Forgotten Realms out the window um, and just use what they're building because it's going to be a lot more meaningful to them if they come up with it, I think. Yeah. The two things, my real answer would be the, the two things that I would try to do in any world where if I build it, it's a homebrew and I have to express to them what this world is and they have characters that live in it and how mm-hmm. they know that stuff. Flashback scenes that are RP scenes only with individual characters at the beginning of sessions or such where you can talk about something that happened in the past, but make sure it, it references something you want them to know about the world, right? So we, we flash back to this time you fought uh, this guild, like you talked about, that is in the city, and now they know about the city in this guild, and they have a little bit of flavor about mm-hmm. what's going on because of the flashback. And those can take five to ten minutes in the beginning of your mm-hmm. sessions. I called them flashbacks, or I called them uh, campfire stories, because there's always that time where your players are sitting around oh, yeah. camp, that's great. and they would be talking, their characters would be talking. So spend 10 or 15 minutes and do one of those conversations. They can make stuff up. You can make stuff up. And then it fits into the lore. And then number two, the thing that I just did recently that I think has helped my game a lot that, um, again, Matt Colville put out, he, in between sessions, whether it's through email or on Discord or however you're doing it, write little literature pieces from the bad guy's perspective or an NPC's perspective as like the NPCs are leaving. I'll give you an example. My players um, were at a camp. They were going to go exploring out in the wilderness. They, mm-hmm. they talked in camp. They did that and they left. I wrote up a little thing of the two people that they talked to. It was the main chef at the tent and the main leader of the camp. And I had this little scene where those two came up and talked to each other. And they said, so what do you think of these new guys? And the one guy's like, I don't know. One of them seems pretty shifty. And the other one, now they seem like pretty good people. And, and, and then use a little story element to add more to what this camp is about and a little bit about those NPCs. And then you can use that. Uh, I did a bad guy thing, too, where the main bad guy said, who are these people interfering in my lands? I want them found. Send out the scouts. You don't have to give them details, but now they have this essence of, wait a minute, there's a big nemesis out there. They know about us, mm-hmm. and we don't know about them, and it builds that that lore as they go without just saying, all right, guys, I open up the encyclopedia. You are now on the continent of Zerifria, and there are seven countries here, and there's 15 cities that are main, and there's one port. You know, you don't want to do a lore dump like that. You want to make it more of a cinematic moment, or, or mm-hmm. um, I forget the word that Colville had used. It was a, a, a literature term to say, don't tell me what's happening, but th- it's the old don't tell me, show me yeah. kind of thing that yeah. everybody always talks about. Um, but it's easy to say that and not know how to do that. So that's our long-winded answer to how to help your 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 your, uh, your players. I, I think. think. Uh, do we have anything else? In there? I was just thinking of a good question to ask: Is what is the childhood moment that defined um, why your character became an adventurer? Because like D and D player characters are different from NPCs, and there's a reason they're different from NPCs. So asking like, well, when I was ten, I saw a magic show, and that's why I'm a wizard. Or when I was fifteen, my parents were were brutally murdered, and now I'm a rogue looking for their killers. Like, mm-hmm. like, and a lot of times you'll ask players that, and they're they're just going to turn to you blank faced and say, I don't know. 
but you say you just encourage them and you're like hey like you can figure it out so yeah give yeah. me a name uh what they look like when they did it because it, the more buy-in they have in it the yeah. more they're going to pay attention to the and they're going to remember yeah. yeah yeah we did it in mclancy waddle a little bit when we talked about um the interaction between your cleric and her goddess right mm-hmm. to try to bring that feel out we had a lot of things where jordan's character would while during prayers would receive visions so that starts to let the other characters get an idea about this god that he uh, is worshiping mm-hmm. and then we had another scene where it was about who was um the mentor of Yuretsi, the street urchin you know, mm-hmm. before she became an adventurer. And so all that kind of stuff builds into them getting an idea of what's going on in Velen, which none of them knew about Velen in the southern part of Forgotten Realms, except mm-hmm. that maybe they saw the name on the map. But so that was a good good question. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's the ones I saw in there. Everybody's having a good conversation in there. Other uh, members are giving you pointers too, and I think Uzbad's seeing a bunch of those. So hopefully he's got a good answer yeah. to go with. Thanks for running games for new people. That's the best thing in the world to do and keep it up. Yeah. And uh, I just saw Karza37 was like, thoughts on the new book plan for May. That was the beginning of our show. We talked all about that book. Rewind. So So check the the VOD and we'll talk more about that. Yeah. We're excited. Yeah. Very excited. (laughs) Very excited. That's the short. Um, All right. Yeah. You want to take us out? Sure. I want to say thank you guys. I hope you guys are all having a great time. Uh, thank you so much for coming out and watching us today. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you again for watching. Just lots of thanks all around. Um, this is this is just always fun. Like, I don't know, Sir Lucian and I get on about 30 minutes before the show and we end up chatting too much saying, oh, we need to save this for the show. We need to save this for the show. So we have a lot of time, a lot of fun making this. Mm-hmm. And we just want to say thanks, you guys, for coming out. So. Yeah, we enjoy all your feedback. There's been lots of good comments on the videos that um, Jordan puts up on YouTube if you happen to miss the live stream. Mm -hmm. Keep those coming. Come during the live stream. Give us stuff to work on. And, uh, oh, next Saturday. Yeah, what's going on next Saturday? Yeah, we have to figure that out. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Figure it out. Because you're not going to be here. Keep an eye on Twitter. Something's going to happen. Yeah, keep an eye on Twitter. Something will happen. (laughs) We'll either change the date of recording or maybe we'll get a guest host or something. So, I don't know. Keep we'll an eye see. on Twitter. We'll definitely post it out <laughs> for you guys. So. Any? Do you have All any right. announcements for the week? Or no? All right. No. Okay. I mean, a lot's happening. You know, Monday games, Thursday games, yeah. Tuesday if games. If you want to watch those, check out Solutions Channel, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, Twitch. So forward cool. slash. You're here. You're probably <laughs> listening now. But yeah, on YouTube, true. all you YouTube people, come to uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Solution. One word: L U C I E N. Uh, for all of the games that I'm streaming or playing in and having fun. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get some more Jordan in some of them. We got some. Look for McLancy Waddle if you want to see Jordan as a player. It's pretty good. He does it a good is. job. It's lots of fun. So. Right, well, thanks again, guys. Uh, we will see you in the future next Saturday for the Saturday Morning D&D Show. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Our intro and outro music is 8-Bit March by Twin Musicom, licensed under Creative Commons. Check out their website at www.twinmusicom.org.